0: Every day now, since you've been gone, talking to you by the telephone for what seems like a whole life long. But I've got something give, that the mailman can deliver. I can't mail in, I can't phone it in. I can't send it in Even by your closest kin I'm bringing it to you
1: classic slice of soul from the mid 70s Jackie Moore and personally and there's a couple of magazines newspapers we want to give props to firstly we we're mentioning earlier voices from the shadows
2: can't be soul without it it is an excellent uh, piece of work written by music lovers you can see and feel the love that's written into everything that's put together about this magazine great articles excellent information.
1: Everything you want to know about soul music, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Most definitely. I highly recommend it. An excellent magazine. It only comes out about once a year and it's backed by pool player Steve Davis, world champion pool player, so he's putting his money to a good cause there.
2: Very good cause.
1: Yeah, okay, now let's talk about the newspaper that you write for, Afro News. Uh, Take it away, Mike.
2: Well, the latest edition of the Afro News has been out for a little taste now. Uh, For those that are not aware, uh, the paper has been in existence for 12 years. You can find it at 125 outlets all over Vancouver and the Lower Mainland. A fundraiser coming up in the near future as well regarding uh, Afro News and uh, benefits of that ilk. Also a piece on Black Music Month and uh, some further information on Bonics, and just some basic overall worthwhile information on things that are happening in and around Vancouver. That's fantastic. And that
1: is a free newspaper. Quite incredible. William Bell, and there's a couple tracks from him there, All I Need Is Your Love, and he put out some very fine albums on Stax, Mike, in the early 70s. He surely did, and it's interesting about those those Stacks,
2: those late, or rather those early 70s Stax releases, because that was the beginning of the end for Stax. You know, when they started out in the beginning, it was like definitely Motown had the clean, polished sound, and they were going for the total pop crowd, and the total homogenization of the music and stuff, and the Stacks was very unpretentious, this is our music, this gut bucket, soul stuff, this is what we thrive on, and they stayed with that formula and stuck with it for a good five, six years, and then after Shaft and all the other things, you know, when they try to go big real big with orchestrations and all that and mm-hmm. the, you know the addition of string arrangements i mean major string arrangements not just a little thing that would be a subtle yeah. afterthought but something that was all into it they were trying to be almost like another version of motown and it didn't mm. work for whatever reason people yeah missed it
1: but some great music came out of it like i mean those kind of up-tempo orchestrated dance which is like the best of southern combined mm-hmm. with a really good dance motown but in a very southern kind of way so i mean really it was it's standing the test of time. Oh, it was say. good music. No, yeah. there
2: was no doubt. It was definitely good music, but people were missing it because they were expecting what they had heard early on. This was the stuff that they were counting on, and all of a sudden they hear this, and it's like, wait a minute.
1: you know? Yeah, it was ahead of its time, really. It. I think that soul music was so rich in the late 60s and early 70s that there was so much stuff be going out and having, acquiring all of this music, and I think it was people in other countries really discovering some of the stuff and things coming full circle as well as the very rich southern scene that was going on and that's but the southern jocks slack radio in the south has been healthy and it's undisturbed like other places
2: good point and you know when it really comes down to it your ears don't lie folks know good things when they hear it and they know stuff that's eh, not all that when they hear it as well and i think it was a testament to the fact that people understood how really good this music was abroad Mm. and managed to keep it alive by listening to it and wanting to find out more about the artists and, you know, have DJs play uh, format parties with this type of music and yeah. things like that. You know, because they weren't doing it in the States. They wanted to kill it.
1: Yeah, well, I think with Japan and England, it was like viewing it like a classical music, revering it like a fine jazz tune, classical piece, whatever have you, and looking at it in that life, it's given the true credit it's deserved. And let's go back to Donny Hathaway and the beautiful Love, Love, Love.
0: It takes so long to come to me. Oh, baby. And love, love, your love. Tell me, were you hiding from me all the time? Each time I tried to find someone to take a place, it was all in vain. No, their lips were never quite the same. No, baby. Kissing someone new Deep inside I was missing you Oh baby. You made me fall in love with you I don't know just what I'm gonna do Oh baby. I looked out into empty space And all I saw was you To die, cause I'm not trying to mislead you. Believe me, girl, I really need you. Oh, need you made me fall in love with you. I don't know just what I. To believe I'd never find anyone. Doubt had tried to convince me to give in. Said you can't win. One day, the sun came a-shining through The rain had stopped, and the skies were blue is worth living
1: That is Sam Dees. And isn't it amazing, Mike, that he's making music like Marvin Gaye, the socially conscious kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and today, you know, that was only five, six years ago but nobody's really hearing it, you know? It's yeah, on a really kidding. obscure label, it's and, true. you know, I'm glad I'm here to share it with you, uh, with other people, that I've managed to learn about it through Voices. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like it's, I, I'm happy we're here, spreading this to other people, because Samdees is somebody really special, and we've got to get him released and distributed in North America, you know, instead of the just the British and the Japanese revering him.
2: He is somebody who deserves to definitely be listened to, and uh, the fact that in, in thumbing through Voices here, that he wrote One in a Million You, and I was really shocked by that. I had Larry Graham's tune. Larry Graham's tune. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness. Yeah, he, he definitely has a, a, a solid uh, discography of tunes that he's written and stuff, and uh, a lot of times songwriters do kind of sit in the background if they don't perform as their main vocation and stuff, but this is somebody who's really compiled a nice body of work here.
1: Yeah, yeah, hearing him interviewed on radio in England and hearing how he, the people he revere, Gladys Knight, and he wrote some tracks for one of her albums, and just sort of his insights into who are the great soul singers, it's like hearing a great conductor talking about other greats. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam Dees is that kind of a figure. His uh, highly revered, mids- only solo album of his career up until recently, his mid 70s album, The Show Must Go On.
0: top Come back home darling please come back home cuz i can't stand it i just you know. Ooh, baby, I'll make them leave forevermore. I said I was so sorry. Another day has passed and gone. I found it hard to carry on. if she would only write me a simple line.
1: And that's the amazing J.J. Barnes, Baby Please Come Back Home. And does that bring back some memories for you, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like the
2: music police were going to come in and arrest J.J. for impersonating Marvin Gaye because he certainly phrases and sounds a lot like him. And when he came over from Motown, it seemed like he borrowed a few arrangements there as well.
1: Yeah, I'm heard. um, I don't even think they even released anything. He was on some other rare Northern Soul kind of records from the 60s, and he was very much in that kind of sound and too competitively like Marvin, unfortunately. So he didn't get the breaks But highly revered Northern soul lovers Over in England Soul lovers Throughout the world J.J. Barnes Is a name to drop I mean He is wicked He is
2: definitely wicked And I I think it's kind of fun That we've had Chance this show To talk about Singers that are Great singers In their own right But who may have been Had their careers Compromised somewhat By soundalikes You know Talking about Teddy and Marvin And and now J.J. Barnes And uh,
1: Sydney Joe Qualls And Al Green Definitely
2: Yeah Mm. Well, no, just the fact that, you know, you have these, I mean, uh, as far as people who made inroads in their careers, only to have them impeded somewhat because they sounded too much like somebody, you know, and in J.J. Barnes' situation, that definitely was the case. I mean, nobody wanted to hear somebody else who sounded like Marvin, not then, not with Motown being as powerful. For us, as it was at that time
1: yeah and that's a sad thing really because it would be nice if all soul singers could get their due and then sometimes in sounding like other people like paul kelly too you know it sounds amazingly sometimes like al green and this mm-hmm. kind of thing
0: Closer than your sister or your brother Close Wanna be close To you Close Close. Wanna be close To you I wanna be Closer than your old dear family Close Wanna be close To you Put your heart to mine Close And me, hand to hand, heart to heart, and soul to soul, We ought to be Let's forget about the world And its troubles Just think about me Let your love come down Let it fall on me Hey, let your love come down Let it fall on me I I want to feel The power of love Coming down
1: You know, figures of that kind of stature that really should. I mean, I saw a a Top 100 soul list one time in Voices. It was from a fellow, a very distinguished soul-loving person. His top two albums in there were both Paul Kelly albums. (laughs) And I had to just stand up, take seriously, to listen to in my collection these records that he's talking about track for track. And indeed, they are fantastic. It's been a, a journey of discovery for myself. In finding out stuff that I've managed to collect quite cheaply in years gone by around these parts. You know, a lot of people didn't really want these records in the yeah. post-disco era. It's amazing
2: know? how those things were devalued. And again, it's because they weren't. Uh, there was no information on them. You know, once they were out, they were kind of put down. But it's really intriguing how, although some of these people that we talked about in this show um, sounded alike, it wasn't that they didn't sound bad. I mean, they sounded great. And if anything, it was the sincerest form of flattery that they sounded and phrased that way. Not that they were trying to deliberately copy the other singer, but it was just a matter of them just being too close to the bone uh, to suit certain people.
1: Yeah, a singer from modern day that uh, Mike and I were discussing earlier, David C. Now, here is somebody, a major talent to be reckoned with. I believe Voice is saying he's got a new CD out. Haven't heard it yet, but they're saying it's fantastic. He's got s- several other records in seven inches. This particular one we're going to listen to is from 1982. I tell you, Mike, I think this guy's going to go a long way. All right, let's check it out. Angel.
0: Angel. I did it.
1: the singers out there can <coughs> appreciate uh, what Tina Marie is all about because I think that she's a valid contribution into the world of music and she put out a uh, CD last year but I really don't think she's getting the attention she deserves
2: no and, yeah. and again it's a shame here's someone who had all the tools right there laid tailor made for them and, uh, and the record, unfortunately the record company that had her uh, didn't know what to do with it and, and it's it's sad too because you look for the imitation so often and sometimes you just Uh, Avoid the fact that the real thing's right there in front of your face. And and without a doubt, Tina Marie is the real thing. She is the real goods.
1: Yeah, I mean, she is soul music personified. And another artist, Jesse James, who is still putting out wonderful music today, sometimes sounds a little bit like James Brown and some of our other soul heroes. And his 20th century album from the early 70s, highly revered these days because of wonderful tracks like this one
0: everybody knows that true love is very very hard to find it gets very cold sometimes but if you look long enough and hard enough you've got to say these words Speak to yeah a mm-hmm. dream a dream Me. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And here we are. We're in heaven, yeah. And I've got to tell you, yeah. Listen to me, baby. You're say, no, no, and oh, you make me want to get up on Sunday morning, go to church with you and the kids, oh, what a feeling, baby, and oh, every time, every time you touch me, Lord knows I just can't, just can't stand <laughs> People to believe all the things all of us could achieve with people power. What what if it's commanding? What is, what is, what is Understanding That one strange when well, we need everybody to participate. We need people power. Oh yeah, people we power. need the people. come for all people to be one. Let's stop the hate, we need everybody to participate. The truth is shining bright, and togetherness is soon in sight. Peace be unto you, my brother,
2: and my beautiful sister.
0: With people power, oh yeah, really need it With people power, oh yeah, got to have it It's a strength
1: Was Billy Paul, certainly a name that as the years have gone by, Mike, I've got into more and more. Yes, indeed. Yeah,
2: uh, nice little side about Billy Paul. It was the it was a nightclub in Philadelphia where he was discovered singing, along with somebody who now uh, spends a lot of his time hawking Jello products, Bill Cosby. He and Bill Cosby were discovered the same night.
1: Amazing. And yeah, I'm really discovering that uh, those Billy Paul albums are just chock full of goodies. I mean, we could do a literally a half hour set on Wicked Philadelphia International tracks that he's laid down. Billy mm-hmm. Paul did a good three
2: or four albums with a, a lot of
1: solid material on Philadelphia International
2: before he kind of got lost in the uh, roll call there, the yeah. talent that was there.
1: Mm, yeah, would you say, Mike, when someone has a hit of the magnitude size of m- Me and Mrs. Jones, that in a way, people were just focusing on, say, their, their most viably commercial track, and they weren't getting to hear the other stuff. Exactly. You know?
2: So always a blessing, and it's a blessing slash curse, because when you have one hit, if it's, a, if it's a minor one, you know, the record company's happy that you made money and then they have a little bit of faith in putting in the funds that are needed for your next project. But when you have a mega hit, like Me and Mrs. Jones Mm. that goes overboard like that it's like okay you know this is what we're expecting you know the the playing field has been narrowed somewhat because you've got to hit a home run it feels like yeah they want another
1: Me and Mrs. Jones and with Dorothy Moore another Misty Blue Mm -hmm. I mean those are huge tracks Mm -hmm. you know we were talking about Bobby Caldwell earlier and What We Won't Do for Love I mean these are the tunes most people remember as soul music in the 70s and I'm not underrating any of them because they're some of our favorites no there's no question
2: about it. It's just that, like you said, in, in, Billy Paul, in Billy Paul's case, for him to make a song like Me and Mrs. Jones that would have such staying power and be such a large commercial hit on top of it, you know, you know that whatever you do, you're, you're more under the microscope than, say, any of the other artists because they're expecting big things of you.
1: Yeah, certainly true. And, Mike, it's been another fantastic show. We hope all of you out there Enjoy what we've been doing. We've certainly had a real good time doing it, and that is sharing the great soul music with all of you. Do call us at 822-CITR. Let us know how you're feeling. We're going to do it again soon. We're just here to share the wonderful music that we've grown up with and loved, and the name of the show is African Rhythms. Mike, anything else to add? Well,
2: nothing else to say other than that, but uh, again, another pitch for Voices from the Shadows. This is a wonderful magazine, and I think a lot more to... Rhythm children out there, the folks that are just lovers
1: of music Really need to get into it Fantastic, okay, so until next time I'll probably be back next week I believe Don is in New York City So I'm David Love-Jones Peace and love
2: Man up in the sky I know that it makes you want to cry.
0: To see the world that you put together changing just like the weather. Man up in the sky, way up above my head. I know that you can hear every word I say. There are those who don't believe In what they cannot see But I know that you are there That you live inside of me Made up in the sky In your image you created me You gave me the wisdom to survive your faith for while others pass you back